Hello and welcome to Coffee Commissions and CPQ. My name is Rick Roberts and I'm your host for this episode. While we traditionally share industry thought leadership, like how incentive compensation or CPQ solutions can have positive impacts on your sales organization, today we'll be discussing two major global events, COVID-19 and the social justice movement. We understand that these discussions may have many emotions attached to them and that some feel that these are touchy subjects, but we do feel that it's important to not only discuss some of our feelings, but how these events have affected our industry and organizations on a more personal level. Firstly, Jason, thank you once again for joining our podcast. Thank you, Rick. Happy to be here. How have uh, things been going for you on your end with uh, the pandemic, and, and uh, have you felt any effects of, of some of the more recent events going on in the country? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, it's probably a long conversation, <laughs> uh, but the you know, first and foremost, the, the, the pandemic, you know, the COVID nineteen. I think uh, most of the country's been in some level of lockdown since uh, mid March, and uh, we're just coming as of the uh, recording now. We're just coming out of the end of Q, Q2. Um, we're getting into July, and I think things are starting to settle down a little bit. Um, uh, certainly, uh, one of the biggest enemies of any of business is uncertainty. And this pandemic, the way it started out, that was uh, a, the, a number one um, symptom for most businesses was the uncertainty. Um, then you layer on top of that is with the uh, actual shutdowns of retail establishments and travel and hospitality industries uh, obviously have been, um, you know, really traumatized and in a lot of cases really um, uh, to disastrous effects uh, in some industries. Um, and no one's really sure how it's going to affect the overall economy. Uh, the numbers look terrible to start with, obviously, when you shut everything down. Um, but now that things have been opening up for a while and we've started to live with this uh, virus um, for a while now, and we're seeing that there's no real end in sight and things kind of need to move forward uh, from an economy standpoint, we're starting to see a lot more business as usual. And uh, we actually saw a real uptick in business towards the end of Q2. Um, and I think we saw that really across the board in the software industry in general, uh, as companies basically decided, okay, we can't just uh, stop investing. <laughs> uh, we've got to start moving forward. And and uh, outside of those targeted industries uh, that have you know really been devastated, uh, we've seen a lot of other industries really push forward. Um, and so I'm pretty optimistic for the rest of the year. Yeah, definitely. It's, it seems like there's there's a lot of companies that are taking advantage or, or finding the opportunity and all that's going on. But, you know, as, as Canadium's SVP Technical Services, what are some of the things that you've noticed uh, on some of the projects you may be on or, or some of our customers at a high level? Well, I mean, for starters, uh, we, you know, we discovered very quickly that we are um, kind of uniquely, uniquely qualified <laughs> to operate in this environment. Uh, we're mostly a remote company. Um, our, our employees are very comfortable uh, working from home. Um, not all of our customers were comfortable with that at first. Uh, but, you know, since everyone was kind of thrown into the same crisis together, uh, we've seen real, I, I mean, real uptick in collaboration and everyone really trying hard to get better at working in a remote situation. And so uh, there, there's a, some stumbling out of the blocks, I think, uh, but things have really come around and I've seen some really, really productive um, projects and implementations go on. Um, and it's really translated over to the sales side of the, 
of the house as well. Um, I participate a lot in sales and marketing activity. And uh, while we've had a lot, most of our conference season has had to go virtual and um, in a lot of ways has suffered because of that. Uh, there's been other things that have been benefits to come out of it. And um, uh, one of them is just in a kind of the one-on-one sales situation um, because everyone's forced to be remote. There's no, there's no stigma um, to not showing up, right. <laughs> and visiting your customer. Uh, it used to be you kind of had to be there or else they didn't believe that you were serious about them. Uh, now, no one can be anywhere. So, um, you know, we've been able to see successful sales activity um, in, in a com- uh, complete remote situation. And um, it's been really, um, I think, in, for, for some old school people like myself, it's been a little surprising, uh, but a pleasant surprise. <laughs> Sure. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely clear that the old way of doing things isn't isn't a necessity. I mean, even just from my standpoint, you know, my team, you know, in the beginning, I had wondered, okay, is going remotely full time going to affect the way we collaborate together? And you touched upon that. Um, you know, I think that the team has really risen to a new level. I think we've been able to handle, um, you know, a higher level of demand as well. Because while a lot of people are not sitting in, you know, conference rooms together and and heads down a lot of things, they're coming up with a lot of marketing ideas too. Uh, and so, you know, we're we're working with teams that we traditionally don't always work with. And so the demand has increased, but I think the number of projects that we've been able to complete, the things that we've been able to do, um, it's it's really gone up. And I'm looking forward to you know, what Q3, Q4 is going to look like in next year. It's certainly shown me that we're able to pivot um, and step up to the task and and that there are a lot of things that we were doing in the past that probably were not the most efficient use of time. So let's uh, maybe let's pivot and go towards the role of uh, an SPM solution during times like these, right? So we know that there's been a huge shakeup. Uh, There's companies that don't have solutions right now, and there's companies that obviously do have solutions. Um, Why don't we maybe describe to the listeners what are some of the benefits of companies that have had a solution like this in place during these times? And um, kind of just, you know, paint a picture of, of, like you had said, COVID is going to be going on for the foreseeable future. Uh, You know, don't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I mean, I you know, uh, you've been in this business for a while. I've been in this for a long, long, long while. And uh, always one of the selling points of having an automated um, SPM solution and having sales enablement tools like CPQ is really this idea of having having a rule-based, having rule-based processes, but also also tremendous flexibility. And we're seeing that play out with uh, with customers that have been really, I mean, whether you've been impacted a little bit or a lot directly by this pandemic um, in your business, um, I think everyone's, you know, everyone's been affected in some way, you know, whether it's, it's sales going up or down or sales channels that have taken over, you know, the e-commerce uh, channels have taken over um, in, in many places. Uh, your salespeople are having, I just touched on it, our salespeople have to sell differently than they used to, and that's every company is dealing with that, right? Um, so anytime the roles, the job changes, uh, anytime your channels shift, um, a lot of times that leads to compensation changes, sales, uh, you know, sales compensation plan changes or adjustments, adjustments to quota, account realignments, I mean, you name it. Um, and those are the type of things that having a, a built-in, a built solution helps you handle. So whatever, you know, all these companies are having to adjust on the fly. And uh, so 
sometimes they're having to adjust immediately and then adjust, you know, plan to adjust again, just in a couple of months, um, you know, as they see how this thing is playing out. And so companies that have a solution and have a tight grip on their processes, uh, because of having a solution, they're, uh, you know, they're well positioned to handle this type of traumatic event. And, um, and, and we're seeing that. And, uh, you know, I, I see us as a company using this as a great case study going forward saying, look, I mean, things happen in this world. (laughs) Uh, you know, it's not pandemics aren't the only things that happen. You know, there's hurricanes, there's wars, there's all kinds of things that affect, uh, affect businesses in a traumatic way um, that requires you to, to make adjustments on the fly. And uh, when you have a system, um, it allows you to deal with those uh, more easily and not have it be a, a complete catastrophe, um, hopefully, um, at least minimize it. And so I, that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of our customers that have great solutions and need help just making some adjustments. And uh, we're, we're seeing some other companies that are using this as a real um, kind of um, a real motivator to get something in place. Um, companies that have wanted to invest in something for a while, but kind of needed, uh, needed a kind of a, a, a catalyst, right. An event to help them decide once and for all to go ahead and do it. And this has been that for, for several companies that we've talked to. Sure. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of great points. Thanks for that. So just to keep this, uh, you know, on the shorter side for our listeners, why don't we move along sure. to the, um, the subject of social justice, right? So just to know to our listeners, we're going to discuss a subject that many have seen as tricky for years. And it's a conversation that really can't be ignored anymore. Uh, starting off in Minneapolis and quickly spreading across the country and now overseas, the cries in these demonstrations for social justice are louder than they've ever been in recent memory. At least I can't remember them ever being louder or more in the forefront. So the subject may be within handouts from HR, but it's not openly discussed in the workplace, and it does have an impact. So whether that's at an organizational level or a personal level, Jason, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, we'd really love to hear your thoughts, firstly as Jason Kearns, uh, and then through the lens mm-hmm. of how this has played a role within our industry. Sure, Rick. I mean, and I, you know, obviously I come at, I come at this from a perspective of being a leader uh, within a, a pretty, a very small company relatively, right? We don't have a, uh, we don't have the clout of the major brand names across the country to where if we decide to tackle something, it's going to really move the needle. Uh, and we're really mindful of that <laughs> uh, and uh, understanding that no matter how passionate we get about something, uh, it's not necessarily going to make a difference. And, uh, and, you know, and sometimes that influences how we handle um, certain situations. Um, but this, you know, this current movement, you know, the black lives matter, social justice, the, you know, equality, uh, you know, racial equality, anti-discrimination. I mean, these are things that myself personally, and I, and I know a lot of people have felt strongly about and been passionate about most of their lives. Um, it's not, it's not a new thing. Um, but it, this is unique that it does seem to be crossing over corporate lines, uh, for the first time in certainly my memory, as you said, as you stated, um, I've never seen a movement actually gain traction like this uh, within, the, you know, within corporations, within companies. Uh, corporations, by kind of their DNA, um, in, you know, including small ones like ours, are to just kind of be agnostic, you know, try to be apolitical, um, let people do what they want, and maybe take a stand on a few things here and there. I mean, I I remember I, I worked for a cable company at one point, and they wanted us to all go vote for 
a very specific law that would impact our industry. Uh, but they would never tell us who to vote for or what other, you know, what other causes to take on. Um, and then my whole career, um, that's been the case. Um, and it seems to be shifting a little bit, um, well, not a little bit, a lot right now. And so, you know, we've thought about what our role is as leaders, um, what to do um, in a situation like this. And I think first and foremost, we, uh, we want to make sure, I mean, we, first off as a company, you know, we've always tried to embrace diversity, you know, diversity of thought, race, gender. I mean, you name it, there's a lot of ways to measure diversity. Um, and really the number one, um, attribute that we've tried to embrace is to make sure that people feel really comfortable working here and, and exercising their right to support whatever, um, causes they feel strongly about. Um, um, feel, you know, I, I, you know, we want people, we want employees to feel comfortable expressing their beliefs, uh, being passionate about the different, uh, different causes that are out there. Um, and you know, it's hard to say if you've ever achieved that, right. If you don't know, um, you know, if you don't talk about it openly, um, in company meetings and things of that nature. Um, but I think you might, I mean, that, that's the thing that might start changing as we go forward. Um, some of these issues that are impacting our, our country. Um, and for most people, it's a very personal thing. Um, it, you know, these might become things that you start talking about more openly uh, in a corporate environment. Um, we'll start seeing these things. You know, what we've been talking about is, you know, we, we do ESAT surveys uh, a couple times a year with our employees. And we're, and we're thinking about getting some help and trying to figure out what are some additional things we need to start asking about that will give us a better lens on how people feel personally about diverse diversity and, um, and, and how, you know, how they're, how they perceive the company's um, approach to these kind of issues. Um, I can tell you me personally, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm pretty much all in the black lives movement matter to me is a no brainer. It's uh it's really, it's, you know, it's not a, I mean, it is a discrimination and, and racist issue to a lot of people or anti-racist, however you want to put it. Um, but to me, it's just, it's a broken institution. Um, on any time you have an institution in our, in our country that for whatever reason, um, allows racism and allows abuse to happen by people that are supposed to be uh, people of authority, then it's, it's broken and needs to be fixed. And so I'm, I'm, I'm certainly all in behind that. Um, and, uh, you know, I would encourage all of our, all of our coworkers and team members who are in favor of, of, um, causes like this or other similar, um, to exercise their right to, to speak out on those things. Um, and, and it's a, it's an exciting kind of uh, movement that's happening right now. Yeah, I think that, you know, based on a lot of things that we have seen recently, and, and we both said it, right, it, it's more prevalent or, or stronger, the cries are stronger than they have been in the past um, for social justice. And I think for me, um, I, I wasn't alive during this time, but the last time I can recall the country uh, having these kinds of demonstrations, I mean, to this level and consistently for this length of time, um, was probably when my parents were about my age in, in the 60s. Um, you know, during the counterculture, the Vietnam era civil rights movement, 
uh, and and now the country is kind of come full circle back towards to that state. I do think though that you know if you look at the crowd, um, you know if you put the if you put what you're seeing some of the headlines that you're seeing aside, right, and you really just focus on what you're actually able to to view and look at the crowd, you're seeing that it's very it's very diverse, right? I mean, there's people of all races, religions, and creeds. Um, you know, sexual orientations, whatever. I mean, there's so many different kinds of people that are in that crowd and they're all in support of people that look, you know, for the most part, nothing like them, which I think is a good thing to, to see. And also it tells me that, um, you know, we do have a long way to go, but it gives me hope that we're able to move in a positive direction, um, hopefully soon, right? And then not just talk about it for, for the next few years or every four years, make it a topic and then nothing changes. Right. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to stay optimistic. So thank you for, for sharing that. Uh, all well said, is there anything that you would like to add either about COVID or the, the movement before we go? Well, I, I would just like to say that the, you, you talked about how, you know, you hope it can keep going and it won't just be a passing, you know, a fad. Uh, where everyone gets excited about something and then it goes away. And I, I think the reason that type of thing happens is because this is not fundamentally, this isn't an issue that affects all of us on a daily basis. Right. I mean, you and I are a couple of, um, a couple of white guys, let's be honest. Yeah. We, we don't, <laughs> uh, for the most part, yeah, we don't experience these things directly. And so it requires a tremendous amount of, of empathy to, even admit that there's a problem. And, you know, I, I was talking about this with some colleagues a while ago, you know, we do a lot of um, training with our consultants on teaching them just how to be better consultants. And that word empathy comes up a lot. Um, you know, just in the business world, in order to be an effective and high quality consultant, you need to really listen to people and try to understand their perspective on issues. And, you know, figure out what they're asking for and why they're asking it, you know, what, you know, what, what are they experiencing and how is that making them feel? Um, and, you know, you could take that same lesson and apply it, you know, to every facet of your life, including this one. Um, it, it does take practice. Um, it does take some discipline and diligence uh, to continue to do that. Cause I, I think humans by nature, uh, we fall into what's comfortable and what's comfortable is just experiencing, you know, dealing with our own personal experiences and just handling it from that standpoint. So, you know, you could easily fall into a, fall into a uh, false sense of security and say, all right, yeah, things are better now because I haven't seen any problems lately. Um, but uh, we can't, you know, we can't do that. Um, you've got to keep, uh, you got to keep looking out for other people's perspectives and, uh, and, and there's probably a lot of different ways to do that. And people that are way, way better at providing advice for that than I am. I'm certainly, I'm not, um, I will never claim to be an expert in, <laughs> and to be highly qualified in those areas, but those are, um, you know, at a high level, those, that's the advice that, that I, I want to give out um, to everybody that we work with and people that we deal with. And it's also the advice I want to give myself on a regular basis um, to make sure that, um, you know, we can effectively move the needle for the long term. Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. And empathy, if that's the one word that I would uh, hope our listeners really take away today, it's empathy, right? Because businesses are made up of people. And, you know, personal experiences outside of the workplace certainly have an effect on who shows up every morning, 
right? I mean, whether it's mm-hmm. having to deal with something like racism or it could be things, you know, happening in the home or, or whatnot, uh, that really is going to have an effect. And I think that employers and especially leaders uh, do need to ask the right questions on how do we make, uh, how do we create a culture here or how do we, um, you know, make it known to our 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 employees that it's okay to sometimes have an off day, right? Or that if, if you need time or if you need to reflect, right? Because you may not always be the victim. You may have done something that you really need to reflect on. I think a lot of people now are looking inward, right? And really taking stock mm-hmm. of, of who they are, not just the country, but who they are as well. But I mean, empathy, just, just to go back to that again, um, I, I really do think that companies need to be cognizant of it as, as uh, organizational level, but much more on a personal level. And you're right. Uh, that word alone, there's a lot of power uh, in, in empathy. And if it, it doesn't just have to be directed towards this, um, it could be directed towards basically everything. Anybody you run on or run into on the street or anything like that, um, you know, you see somebody frowning or, or having a hard time, try and try and step up and then and, and help them out and, and hear them out. And, you know, trying to approach things with an open mind. And I think that if we are able to have um, open conversations and actually have a conversation and discourse, proper discourse, honest discourse, that that'll help expedite some of the things that we need to go through on a personal and a national level uh, to address these centuries old issues. So thank you again, Jason, for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you on. I'm sure we'll have you on soon again. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, to our listeners, thanks again for joining us. Be sure to subscribe if you uh, haven't yet and just listen to our, some of our other episodes. And uh, if you want to learn more about Canadium, just go to www.canadium.com. Again, that's www.canadium.com. And if you'd like to speak to either myself or somebody at the organization, whether it's questions about SPM, CPQ, um, or anything that you feel is relevant to your business, just uh, go to canadium.com forward slash contact and the team will be in touch with you shortly. Thank you, everybody.